Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chen. <laughs> and I'm Bridget Hovell. And in this episode of Chick Flicks, we're talking about the movies The Evil Dead and Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. But first, let's catch up. <laughs> Mackenzie, let me tell you what I'm into. Um, new Angel Olsen album, All Mirrors. Her last album, My Woman, that came out, I think, like three years ago, crushed me from the inside out. Obliterated <laughs> me. Struck me down. All mirrors, still getting used, still listen, like introducing myself to it, still acquainting myself. Mm-hmm. Has mm-hmm. like a big twelve-piece string orchestra. Um, it's really cinematic and sad and moody, and it's great. I love her. I think she's great. She makes me every once in a while think I should get micro bangs. Mm. Yeah. No, I shouldn't. Uh, that is a personal journey that you need to take on your own. I know. I should but... keep it off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But I do like the song Lark. Yeah, really, really good. It has less, um, like, My Woman did have a few songs that were kind of, like, more upbeat, even if they were still mm. sad, mm-hmm. you know? And this one's mm-hmm. just, like, tear sad. So okay. I saw that people were tweeting at her, like, Angel Olsen's destroying me. And she kept retweeting and being like, yeah, I am. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, powerful. Yeah, it's so powerful. I've also, this week, been into the newest season of Great British Bake Off, which, like, I think you've Hell talked yeah. about it. I do like the new hosts. Like, I love Noelle Fielding. He's great. I love this season has this woman who's just like committed to the goth life. Her name Mm -hmm. is Helena. And every Mm -hmm. challenge she does like a Halloween thing. Like Mm -hmm. she'll make like fingers. I love it. She's so Mm -hmm. great and undervalued. She lives Mm -hmm. that spooky life uh, Mm -hmm. 24-7, 12 months Mm -hmm. out of the year. And then (laughs) I'm also into, I love doing this every October, um, just specifically seeking out and watching the Halloween episodes of my favorite TV shows to get in the spooky mood because a lot of um, like cable TV shows have like a dedicated episode to Halloween, mm-hmm. like Parks and Rec or 30 Rock mm-hmm. or even like mm-hmm. older, weirder ones. Like I love all the Buffy Halloween episodes are really mm-hmm. good. They get trapped. Yeah. They get trapped in a evil frat house. All mm-hmm. their costumes come to life. It's just mm-hmm. a good quick way of getting your Halloween fill, you know, surprisingly yeah. X-Files, no Halloween episode because it's Halloween all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Buffy is similar. It's yeah. like every episode could be Halloween-y, but and yeah. they, and no, Bu- I should do yeah. that. You, you has inspired me. It's good. In Buffy, they're like, Halloween is when the demons take the night off, so it should be quiet. And then it's never quiet. <laughs> <sighs> Mackenzie, what are you into this week? Um, So shout out to our mutual friend of the podcast, Bethania. She visited oh, me yeah. this weekend, and we spent all of Saturday night watching spy-related Things. So like what? we kicked it off with Charlie's Angels, <gasps> Cameron Diaz. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we watched that one and because she had never seen it and I had seen it, but I only remembered like one single scene of mm-hmm. it. And I rewatched it and it's absolutely ridiculous, but it was so good. Um, Is Sam Rockwell in it? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think so. I think that's him. Um but it was very good. And then we watched Totally Spies, which is the animated children's cartoon, which is all six seasons streaming on Amazon. We watched we watched the first episode ever from season one in 2002, I think. And then we watched, or 2004, I don't know. And then we watched one from season five. And then the next morning we watched one from season six when they're actually in college. Anyway, very good. And then we watched the spy movie, spy with Melissa McCarthy, which she had also never seen. I'd seen it, but it's so good. And then we watched Charlie's Angels 2, which is bad. Holy shit. That's a lot. It was a lot. So spy stuff. 
Spy is stuff. one thing. Did you watch um, Spy Kids? No. I had actually just recently watched that with Ian, though, because he had never seen it before, and it honestly doesn't hold up that much. I could see that, but for sure. I'm also not a kid anymore, so... Yeah, I would yeah. watch the Steve Buscemi Spy Kids, just to see. Is that the third one? I think so. No, it's the second, second one. On the island. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's such a good... That's a really good one, in my memory. Yes. But I'm also re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Ian, because he's never seen it, and... I, it's been a long time since I've seen the first season and it's just good from right off the bat. Like it goes, it like the first episode is amazing. Mm. And I think that's like really impressive, especially when you look at something like the office, which like the whole first season was so A lot bad. of comedies like, take a while to figure yeah. out the rhythms and like establish. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of comedies are only situationally funny <laughs> sitcom. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, why do we care mm-hmm. about these characters? You know, if we don't right. know them. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the, it's so well cast and all the actors are so good that it, they just like are in their characters immediately. My third thing that I'm really into is the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. I think that you may remember in college, I had claimed that I watched the Dark <laughs> Crystal movie like five times. <laughs> what happened was I asked Mackenzie, have you seen the Dark Crystal? And very drunk, she said, yeah, like five times. <laughs> So I really like the Dark Crystal. <laughs> I started the, the new series. Movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I it's taken me like over a month to watch it, which is very atypical mm. for me. Mm-hmm. I usually binge things really quickly. But I think that there's something I wasn't like that caught up in <laughs> the story or the characters, which yeah. is like it's just so nice. Not to look very at. complimentary of it. Yeah. But it's great to look at. It's also you I when I finished it, I felt found myself missing it a lot. And I think I just craved like the rich fantasy world. Like it's really good at building that rich fantasy world. Like I would almost compare it like people have been comparing it to Game of Thrones, but I think it has more of like a Lord of the Rings feel where For it's sure. like a pretty simple story. But you're just like craving that like mm-hmm. adventure, Escape. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It- yeah, yeah, for sure. And I it's was nervous. Scary. Yeah, I was nervous to like get more into it because I'm like, I've seen this is a prequel. Like, is this going to end in genocide of the Gelflings? It's so the there's they definitely set it up for a season two, oh. and um, they yeah, and so it has like a pretty triumphant ending. But it, I thought that too. I was like, how am I going to finish this? I know that there's like a genocide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a children's like, <laughs> program. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Um, but it's it's one of the scary like the Skeksis, which are these like vulture bird things. They're one of the scarier creatures that have like ever been created because they're just so evil. They're so evil and scary and just gross. Yeah, like, we'll talk about this actually with uh, the Evil Dead and mm-hmm. um, Demon Knight. But the practical effects are just like incredible, and JPB. I think that especially with the Skeksis, it's just like they're so gross and it's just like awesome and the chancellor or whatever oh yeah the um got the one skexy who is like the most evil one he makes this crazy sound which is Do like it. iconic where it's like mm-hmm. 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 yeah me and my my brother and i used to just randomly do that to each other, <laughs> like all the time Ooh, Ah, perfect. Wow, that's a good impression. You know what I was thinking when I did watch the first episode, though? It is fucked up Mm -hmm. in kids' programs that we equate ugliness with being evil and 
beauty with being good, you know. It is, That's yeah. That's messed up. Although I would say that the Gelfings aren't that pretty either. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. more hot than the Skeksis. <laughs> more hot. <laughs> By yeah, a lot, you'd yeah, rather right. be a Gelfling. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Did but, you see the meme where it's the Olsen twins and the the no? The, I'll I'll try and find it and send it to you. It's so funny. I love that. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's <laughs> dive into this epi. Like Epi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the first movie we're talking about is The Evil Dead from 1981. Hormones aren't the only evil let loose by the five vacationing college students in 1981's The Evil Dead. When Ash and his friends spend a night in a remote cabin in the woods, they accidentally unleash flesh-possessing demons and turn the woods around them into a terrifying cage. One by one, Ash's sister, his girlfriend, and his friends are possessed by ravenous, gory demons. He must fight and kill them all, or suffer the same fate. Okay, so I have an older sister, Juliet. And growing up, she had a group of like all guy friends who were into scary movies and I would just hang out with them because I wanted to be around them. And they would always watch movies that were way too scared. And like, I have vivid memories of just being under blankets like whole nights. <laughs> or like one time I sat like underneath a coffee table and I have like kind of fragmented memories of watching Evil Dead in that way. But this was like my mm. first real time watching it. And I've watched the one where he gets the chainsaw hand, but I think this is oh. my first complete viewing of The Evil Dead. I've never seen it, mm -hmm. any of it, and I've never seen any of the sequels, but now I want to watch the sequels. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know it was also a TV show, but... Yeah, pretty recently. You know yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And there it's was like a remake. end this year, I think. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, yes, in 2013. And Yeah, there was a remake where they quote-unquote gender-flipped Ash... Um, oh, I read different things about that though, that it wasn't super successful. Um, mm. and they will get into this, but they, instead of, they have the Ash character, the girl Ash character played by Jane Levy. She's the one who gets raped by the trees in the new movie. They keep it in. They keep the tree rape in. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So there's a part in this movie where a tree rapes a woman. So yeah. Yeah. Like know. the woods come alive and it's Ash's sister, Cheryl, who's kind of had the first contact with the demons in the cabin mm -hmm. and um, they hold her down and they rape her and it's very upsetting. Um, and Sam Raimi since then has said that he regrets it. Um, he mm -hmm. said that he thinks it was unnecessarily gratuitous and a little too brutal. And this is a quote. And finally, because people were offended in a way I didn't, my goal is not to offend people. It is to entertain, thrill and scare, make them laugh, not to offend them, which is a very good intention. Um, and like, mm -hmm. I think if you actually like lived by that, you wouldn't have scenes like this in movies, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, yeah. but I, I don't know about you. I maybe like this movie less than you did. I thought, mm -hmm that the violence towards the female characters, even when they were possessed by demons, just seemed like an excuse for them to like knock like female bodied mm -hmm. people around. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that the friend Scott as a demon got nearly as many tough knocks as Cheryl, Shelley and Linda did. No, I agree 100%. I think mm -hmm. the part that I liked about this movie was the like practical effects. Yes, and just, like, for sure. The, um, it it was just like refreshing i guess to watch it mm -hmm. now like now yeah um but i didn't 
find any of the characters compelling, really. Um, and it was... Ash, like, sucked. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> like, I'm just... Even if my boyfriend was possessed by a demon, I would still be, like, very hesitant to dismember him. <laughs> yeah. I would, I think so, too. And I think... Like, he... You didn't. Even, you don't even know really that Cheryl is his sister. No. Until like one passing like comment made by someone, which is just very weird to me. Um, I was so confused. Actually, I was like, "Are they like in a thruple?" Like at forever, I did think that. I was like, "Who is dating who?" Yeah, it's hard to like, tell. Like, why is he so? Why is he so like? Like, why are they? Why are they connected? You know? Or yeah. Why is she so dependent on him? Um, it does like the way it breaks down is like Cheryl's the first to get possessed and then mm-hmm. Shelly and then Linda. So I mm-hmm. literally like said out loud by watching this, like, okay, so this is a movie where the women all go crazy first. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. And there's that terrible, terrible rape scene. And Scott, who's mm-hmm. like the male friend of Ash mm-hmm. Says some shitty things too. Like at one point, he says to one of the women, "I wasn't sure who it was either his girlfriend or not his girlfriend, which are both are bad." He's like, "I'm going to break your face." Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's just some pervasive attitude in the movie that mm-hmm. sucked. And I saw that mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash and has played Ash like his whole life, basically mm-hmm. said that the violence in the film is like omnigender, <laughs> but it's really not. it's not. It's he did he has he watched it since then? It's just since not. he made it, he it's, doesn't like like I feel like the like there's even like the film's perspective is like it's comedic like to watch these like women get like smacked across the face kind of you know like the the lot of the violence is like humorous it's like slapstick and Sam Raimi was really influenced by the Three Stooges, um, but yeah it just reads so differently, and so they made this as twenty Sam Raimi was. 20 when he filmed this i know when i read that i was like oh makes sense yeah he's a dumb idiot boy (laughs) exactly where they were probably like the story is not important like what's important is we make this as gross as possible which they certainly succeeded Mm -hmm. on that front and Mm -hmm. it is fun to watch because so many times you're thinking how did they do this you know like how yeah i think like especially maybe because i'm so like (laughs) diy's Mm-hmm. in my soul i just think like practical effects are so fun to watch i just like i love it so much and this was just like so full of it that i loved i just love that part that's uh, that's like the main <laughs> draw from this movie and i read that in evil dead 2 they just like ratcheted up even more so mm-hmm. but yeah. i could also watch like demon knight which also has great practical effects (laughs) yeah for sure they both really do and it like kind of made me nostalgic for like will we ever get that in a big mainstream movie ever again you know like Mm -hmm. tim and i watched the last jedi like super late at night Mm -hmm. this past weekend Mm -hmm. and even comparing that to like the original star wars like having fucking a little muppety yoda to act across from like no it doesn't look Mm -hmm. real but it looks better like that's the yeah that's the uh, the, the the contradiction is that like the less real it looks sometimes the better it is uh yeah there's more movie magic when you see like for instance when the demons melt in this movie it's mm-hmm. so clearly like stop motion but it looks amazing mm-hmm. and it's yeah yeah there's something that about like a cgi that just makes everything flatter i feel like and just more like plastic 
plastic. Mm-hmm. When the other things are probably actually made of plastic. Yeah. But like, I don't know, something like it's like in saran wrap or something when like instead of just like an actual thing that you can like touch and feel for sure i guess does that make sense no that definitely makes sense um did you have a favorite like effect or thing they did um i i did like the makeup where i i did like the like white contacts but i also really yeah it was like really cool and i really liked um when Linda's leg gets like infected by mm. the demon and it just is like black veins Ooh, running across yeah. her up her leg, which is like um is stop motion. Yeah. And then like obviously the end where everything is melting. What do you like It's funny because it's like a, a a lot of this movie is like show not tell and mm-hmm. is not so much like suspenseful, but just like outright like a a gross out. But the mm-hmm. there's a technique Raimi uses where he does like a kind of like tracking shot where it's actually mm-hmm. him and I think uh, Bruce Campbell have the mm-hmm. camera like on their shoulders and they're like running through the woods because they didn't they couldn't afford a dolly, uh, mm-hmm. and it puts you in the perspective kind of like in slasher movies of the demon where you're mm-hmm. like whipping around right. the trees super fast yeah. at a really weird angle, um, mm-hmm. and that was I really like enjoyed that and I thought that was yeah. really, really art- artfully done. Um, I think like that that and like I feel like the woods are often like a scary place in scary horror movies mm-hmm. but I think in this movie more than any other horror movie I've seen the woods seemed like their own character mm-hmm. and probably because of it they were like actually animated <laughs> in yeah. the rape scene but mm-hmm. also just like I think because of that effect as well yeah um for sure. And he used like this kind of insane angle too. It's called a Dutch angle where the mm-hmm. camera would be like on its side. And apparently that's how a lot of like comic TV shows show villains is always like from a Dutch mm-hmm. angle. And that would be mm-hmm. when they were outside. It reminded- or if you're directing Thor, the first Thor movie, it's literally every angle. Get out. Sorry. I fucking, ha- I hate that movie so much. And it's because of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had to, anyway. you know, they had to like speed it out to get it out before Avengers. So they were like, <laughs> Let's oh, go. Really? Yeah, they they rushed it. Uh, so they just tell. turned every and then Thor two to sucks too. They're like it's faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, uh, sorry, that sucks. <laughs> um, uh, it's crazy. I was also reading that like director Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were friends from high school, and they just decided with Sam Raimi's brother Ted that Campbell should be the actor of the group because he was like the hot one. He is cute. I'm into him in this. He, I, he looks too much like Xander from Buffy. He and does look Xander, a lot. So like, oh, he ruined it. I for just me. like was not. I yeah. I like. I was like. I hate him. Fuck Xander. I love me. that Cheryl like <laughs> called him Ashley. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was, I was like, before, like, he's supposed to seem like a wuss, and then he gets like stronger as the movie goes what? along. But yeah, that is such a sister no. move. She's like Ashley. <laughs> I know. Was, I loved that. I loved Cheryl. Not Cheryl a lot of boys best. named Ashley anymore. Yeah, I like Cheryl too. She was there to draw, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah. was there to craft. She And she was like, the one stupid thing she did was go out into the woods by herself. Like, who would do that? Oh, you could tell a that dude was like, so wrote that. Stupid. You know, right? Why on, and like, she was like, I know you're out there, like, talking to 
Like she thinks she hears someone. So she's like, who are you? I know you're out there. And And she goes in there. She's like in the woods. Yeah. The woods are very scary. It's because they're in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Look, I've driven through Tennessee and (laughs) Tim and I stayed one time at a cabin in Alabama on our way back from the Northeast. That was Mm -hmm. so scary. It had an Airbnb and it had windows on all sides that were not covered. And it was just in the middle (gasps) of fucking nowhere. And so I, we got there at super late at night and I was just like walking around trying to hang up towels on the windows. Cause I was like, oh. you could see like the fog and the fields. And I was like, this is so fucking scary. Anyway. Wow. You were like in the evil dead house. I was in the evil dead house, but I was saved because I wouldn't fucking run out into the woods ever. <laughs> I did love the first reveal of Cheryl as the first dead eye. Yeah. Where she is... Deadite is what they call the dead. Mm, it's the, the correct term. The zombies. Yeah. Um, but uh, Linda and Shelly are like doing this game where they try and guess the cards. So and fun. Cheryl is like. <laughs> Pre iPhone. Fun game. You know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> um, Cher- Cheryl is like staring out the window and she suddenly starts like demon saying, Can you do an impression? She was like, um, Ace of Spades. Yeah, that was good. I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. She just keeps saying, and she's like guessing the cards correctly in that demon voice. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps going faster and faster. And then she like turns around. She whips around and her, she's like zombified. And I loved that reveal. I, I did love Zombie Cheryl also. Yeah, Zombie Cheryl was fun. You know? She was cackling. Yeah. They look mm-hmm. so good. And Linda looks really mm-hmm. creepy as kind of like this little girl demon, too. Yeah. Um, like a doll almost. And she's cackling. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you were saying, it's really hard to care about these characters. Like we know Ashley mm-hmm. and Linda are together and he gives her a necklace, which I'm like, oh, <laughs> what kind of gift is this? Like, if it's not a ring, it ain't no thing. Um, <laughs> well, but, okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, you just, I don't know. And he's able to use the necklace he gives her to like burn the, the demon book at the end and kill all of them. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't care about Linda or mm-hmm. Ashley. I barely know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I care more about dead Linda, to be honest, because she has more fun character to her. That's yeah, true. She's she's definitely more fun. Sean yeah, Scott sure. sucks. Can you remember his name? Scott the yeah. friend sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Linda Linda's good. Cheryl's good. Shelly didn't get to know her that well. Because mm-hmm. Scott hacks her up like as soon as she turns into a zombie. At least I give, I guess I'll give Ash credit for not immediately hacking. <laughs> Windows yeah, they like, tire, like they tie they tie up uh, Shelly too for or Cheryl in in the the basement or whatever. Um, so when I was researching this, I pulled an article about the politics of tree rape from uh, 2013 by Devin Faraci, and I put it in our like Google Doc where we share like the outline and it's really like poorly written about the original rapes tree rape scene in the first evil dead um where he says that the actual penetration sorry this like trigger warning this is going to describe tree mm-hmm. rape and rape mm-hmm. um farachi rapes the actual penetration is fast and brutal but Raimi doesn't linger on it there are lots of sh- smoke in the front lights representations of cheryl's point of view to counterpoint the deadite point of view through the early parts of the rape. And he kind of goes on in the article about that too, where, you know, it's like, it's Cheryl's point of view. And like, she's even like moaning a little. And I really didn't agree with that. And then Mackenzie let me know that this writer is a huge ass creep himself who was in birth yeah. movies, death. So 
kind of telling on himself. Yeah, I feel like so. Yeah, he. I think has he's been accused of assaulting women himself. So I don't. Yeah, support him. Devin yeah. Ratchie sucks. I um, know. And it's kind of like he says that the camera doesn't linger on the rape, and I'm like, this is a huge ass scene yeah. in the movie. This like, is like the where camera she gets fucking possessed. lingers. Yeah, like she's. I moaning. remember when we talked. To, yeah, like I remember when we talked about revenge, and we were like, oh, thank God, like we don't see right. the like rape, and it was like it, and it was very little of that. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot of it. You, it's it's very disturbing. Yeah. And it's even more egregious that the remake included... I watched it. I googled the remake's uh, rape scene with Jane Levy, mm-hmm. who's a really great actress who I really enjoy. She's in Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, I do like her. And it was, it was a, a lot worse. It was a lot scarier. Like, how did they make this in 2013? Especially if Sam Raimi himself regrets the first scene. Yeah. It's just... Fuck. There's just other ways to be scary in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. that don't rely on this and in Devin Farachi's article he mentions people cheering in the audience for the new movie which is like yeah I, absolutely disgusting so disgusting yeah really big yikes um do you want to it was like it was like pornographic almost yeah like her breast right? is exposed like, she's trying to cover up um she's like moaning uh mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was i was i was surprised because i didn't know about it when it um when it happened on screen. Um, Mackenzie, do you want to read one of the one-star reviews and I'll read the other? Yes. Uh, So this is our first one-star review. First of all, Ash was a wuss. He does actually get as far as chaining a zombie girlfriend to the table before wimping out, but I miss the Ash that wouldn't think twice about chainsawing a zombie to pieces. The tree rape scene? What the hell? We're in a movie with zombies and this girl gets raped by trees? This, this fucking he, well, he's like ups, he's upset that he's not upset that the girl's raped. He's upset that she's raped by trees and not zombies. Like, oh okay. yeah, yeah, that really sucks. Uh, what the fuck? And like, Ash is a wuss. Like, I hate when men watch when people watch horror movies and are like, "Why isn't this person like a total badass?" <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's this. It's the same vein with all these one star reviews that we read of guys that are like he should have killed the Put woman in this, in this way yeah i know i'd kill the woman in this way i know this is our second one star review yes i know it was done on low budget but i still hate it i think it's a lame excuse to brutally and violently bash women around i don't remember seeing any male demons or any of the men getting thrown around and having their heads bashed in nope not at all for some reason only the women turn to these crazed lunatic demons and in turn are disgustingly and violently beaten to death by the non-possessed male characters and like she's wrong because uh scott becomes a demon but like, like we were saying is not nearly as violently attacked or punished yeah so Support a good one star you yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> thank for you for being out there uh, fighting the good fight mackenzie what mm-hmm. would you rate your evil dead and what are your final thoughts i'm sorry it's the I'm evil gonna... dead yes mm. i'm gonna rate it a five for the arts and crafts yeah, I think I'm going to... It's like a huge movie in the horror canon um, and very influential to a lot of people. And obviously Sam Raimi went on to do the Spider-Man movies and uh, Drag Me to Hell, which I really like. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to give it a four. I just... Mm-hmm. I kind of, other than the special effects, couldn't get 
that's like the only reason it's a big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. 100%. Like, I didn't care about the characters, like, at all, besides Cheryl calling Ash Ashley. Yeah. I Thank you for <laughs> pointing that out. Um, <laughs> our next film is Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Ex-soldier Frank Breaker, which is a very hard name to say at once. Mm. Frank I think they Breaker. put a Y in it because of the crypt. Oh, okay. I'm just going to call him And Bra- same with Gerilyn. Oh, yay. Oh, that is an interesting take. I could be making that up. <laughs> Breaker has spent the last 80 years of his prolonged life protecting an ancient key from a high-ranking demon called the Collector. If the key falls into the hands of demons, it will usher in doom for the human race. Pursued by the Collector, Breaker finds himself at a halfway house where he meets a colorful cast of characters that includes Geraldine, an ex-con on work release. When the collectors, when the collector and his army of demons attack the halfway house, Frank must team up with Geraldine to protect mankind. Um, so this is one of the movies mentioned in horror noir and a lot of other places for being notable for having what many people find is the first black final girl, um, Geraldine, who's played by Jada Pinkett, later became Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and this was a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. It, you could, it seemed like they had fun making it. Uh, it was silly. It didn't make mm-hmm. a ton of sense at times. Um, <laughs> kind of like one note. It's, uh, but I like a movie where it's like a group of disparate people banding together. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't think it like took itself too seriously at all. It was just like a romp, you know, which yeah. I always respect. <laughs> I respect that too. I mean, it, and it's from the like Tales from the Crypt, the TV show spinoff. Yeah. So have you seen anything from else from stand- that? No, have you? No, I haven't, but I would. I think it, they look yeah. fun. The yeah. I felt like the bar was fun. like low, sort of. Very Do you know low. what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's kind of like so. an Alfred Hitchcock presents thing where like the Crypt Keeper comes out and like intros the movie. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's very like, l- mm-hmm. like late Saturday on TV. You're like, mm-hmm. let's watch this. Um, like an adult Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. And it has some like noteworthy people in it. Obviously like Jada Pinkett Smith, also Billy Zane as the villain. And in the notes I put more like Billy Zaddy, uh, cause he does it for me. Uh, and he's kind of sexy as a demon. I don't know. Um, I like how in the beginning you're like, who I, you don't really know who's yeah. going to be bad, but I did think to myself, I was like, wow, the bad guy from Titanic. I wonder if they'll make him good. But no, he's just Wrong. a bad guy. He's just they're a in bad three. dude. Yeah. Um, and so he plays the collector. He's this high-ranking demon. And he has like this kind of army of demons that look exactly like the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, that, Pro- and yes, so, probably. I yeah. <laughs> so Frank, who's like, is he the demon knight? It's a hard title. Okay. Frank Breaker. He's the demon knight. He's protecting this key. (laughs) He goes to the halfway house and that's where he meets um, a sex worker, like this kind of nerdy nebbish man um, and like an old uncle character. What was that guy? Uncle Willie? Mm -hmm. Uncle Willie. Um, And Geraldine, who is an ex-con on work release and she has a cat and she's really tough and cool and kind of becomes Irene, the second protagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Irene is the owner. Mm-hmm. Irene's and 
There's like a little kid at some point. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's a different and a cop. Yeah, and they all kind of join forces with Frank as the collector and demons attack the halfway house. Um, and it's interesting that the collector tries to infiltrate the group of heroes at different points by like seducing them. Like he. Mm-hmm kind of has like this sexy fantasy with the sex worker and she becomes possessed by him. And then he tries to possess uncle Willie by showing him this fantasy with a lot of like large breasted women and they're all very sexual in nature. And then he tries Mm -hmm. to do the same thing to Geraldine. Um, and her, like his fantasy for her is, I thought one of the more visually striking scenes in the movie where she's Mm -hmm. like in this room with billowing curtains and there's like a large picture of her face you know, so it's mm-hmm. not anything like explicitly sex related, even though he is trying to like mm-hmm. seduce her. It's more about like, like kind of like glorifying her, you know, and like, like yeah, this- which I think mm-hmm. is like, this is sort of a tangent, but mm-hmm. I think that I have a lot of thoughts about like female sexuality and like finding yourself Ooh. sexually attractive as like part of this, like mm-hmm. as part of being like sexually motivated and sexually like active because i think that a lot of i feel like oh god i'm gonna talk myself into like a a black hole i feel like but Mm -hmm. i think that like the male gaze has sort of sexualized us for so long that i think a lot of times we find like pleasure in our own appearance Mm. does that make sense no it it makes perfect sense i don't know um and so it was um the, the studio execs wanted there to be, like, a rape scene with the collector and Geraldine, which it was shut down, luckily, by Billy Zane and Jada mm-hmm. Pinkett Smith, um, which I'm so happy they, they didn't do that. Um, yeah. Because that's not really, like, treatment received by, like, white final girls either. Um, mm-hmm. And in our notes, we have an article by Vanessa Willoughby at Bitch Media about the final girl is still as white as ever. And she points out that like whiteness is an important feature of all other final girls really. Um, and that even movies like scream or I know what you did last summer that have revolutionized the final girl never challenged the implicit whiteness of the final girl. Um, mm-hmm. And that audience roots for final girls because her predetermined identity automatically elevates her above her peers. She's the only character who can outsmart and outrun the killer. Her whiteness gives her the privilege of survival. Her strong sense of duty to the truth coincides her need with, for justice, even if that means enduring emotional labor or self-inflicted wounds. And I thought that Geraldine is uh, such a great hero in that way. I love I love a movie that like introduces the final hero as like a secondary character at first, and then like you realize mm-hmm. the movie's kind of like their movie. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I liked that the climax mm-hmm. was her battle, and that Breaker was already yeah. dead. Yeah, I for sure. That. It like like he literally by making her the new demon knight like passed the story onto her and made her the mm-hmm. protagonist. And mm-hmm. she's like innovative too. Like the movie establishes that the key has the blood of Jesus Christ in it, um, <laughs> and, and other demon knights, and is re- it repels demons. So Geraldine like mm-hmm. swallows it and like spits it out, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and- it is so cool. Yeah, that was, it was really good. She's a good, they were good foils for each other. Her and Billy Zane mm-hmm. is the collector because he's kind of flamboyant mm-hmm. and she's just like tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fun mm-hmm. to watch together. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There was a part where Billy Zane shoots fire out of his, Penis. the area. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the area of his pants that. 
yep. of his penis. It's a zany movie. Look, they're not trying to write Shakespeare here. <laughs> and it's like they do flashbacks to other demon knights. It's just, why is he a demon knight? If Shouldn't he be an angel knight? Like, because he's on the side of Jesus Christ? I thought... Or, or is Billy Zane the demon knight? It's not He's great if you can't tell. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just, I think, similarly to The Evil Dead, like, you can't think too hard about, like, what the logic is behind yeah. any of you it. You just gotta sign up for which, the ride. You, which, like, I think probably The Evil Dead does less of, like, like, they try and explain it, but they sort of just, like, let go of it, and they don't try and do it that much. This tries to do it a little more, so it's, like, a little more obvious, and it's failing to do so. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm, I am happy, though. So, Geraldine is established as, like, an ex-convict, but that's not, like, a huge mm-hmm. part of who she is, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't do yeah, any, like, corny, like, redemptive stuff. Right. Yeah. No, I like that, too. I like that um, in the horror noir documentary, the director of Demon Knight said that before they started filming, uh, Jada called him and was like, so I dyed my hair platinum. (laughs) And he he was like, what, Jada? And she was like, is that going to be a problem? And he was like, oh my God. (laughs) But she just like did it platinum and it looked great. She looked so so cool. cool. She looks so much like uh, her kids or her kids look so much like her. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah fun but the practical effects in this movie are also really good like there's a scene where um billy zane is first revealed to be the collector and he is unleashing the zombie slash demons from like the ground and rising them up and there's like a lot of like bubbling goo and i loved that and um just like the actors of the demons are really cool too they're in really cool like makeup and yeah they're like, like awesome puppets it's hard to tell they're just like maybe a combination but they're really cool um and they have like glowing green eyes which i really liked and i liked that the blood glowed as well yeah um anytime there was like a glowy like filter on stuff i was like ah, oh, this is like perfect nostalgic aesthetic right now <laughs> my favorite um effect was when the collector punches through the head of the cop it's like so silly mm-hmm. and yeah it's kind of like a movie for kids with lots of gigantic boobs in it yeah there's so many boobs wow, wow there's wow, a wow. lot of boobs in this movie like and none essential to the plot just like mm-hmm. fantasy boobs in the beginning there's boobs yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of a when lot i of first boobs. saw the boobs i was like I wrote in my notes all caps boobs because I was like so Whoa. We don't I was like this is so porny. <laughs> it, it's pretty porny to be honest. But I think that might be Tales from the Crypt's like brand Damn. a little They're bit. They're HBO so they can get away with okay. as many boobs okay. as they want. Um yeah. this it was enjoyable, but I do think Jada Pinkett Smith's inclusion and her casting are what like elevate this to be worthy of being Oh for sure. About, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our one star review for this movie is I'll say one thing for these Tales of the Crypt shows. They always had some pretty good female nudity. So I'll have to watch another one to double check to make sure this is true. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me like Goosebumps, sort of like an adult Goosebumps. Adult Goosebumps. Know? Oh my God, that would be so great. I guess that's kind of also what X Files is, but no, X Files is classier. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. 
What did, what did you think of Demon Knight? What's your rating, Mackenzie? Um, I'll rate it a six because I liked it more than The Evil wow. Dead. I, I cared more about the characters. Yeah. Also. I guess we could talk about and that. And I would a rewatch. Bit, like, I would rewatch. It's fun. It's rewatchable. Yeah. It's fun. It's rewatchable. You, all the characters have their own, like, personality. And, yeah. um, they're definitely more, you could tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> unlike, unlike The Evil Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's what bumps it up for me. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> and gonna Jada Pinkett. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a a four with love. I I did enjoy it. Um, uh, it's really fun. I could see like if you watched it as a kid, you'd also have like a bigger place. You know, like it would be like a really fun nostalgia watch. And I I would mm-hmm. definitely this Halloween season want to watch more of these Tales from the Crypt movies. Uh, I yeah, think I just love fun, low budget Halloween stuff. Hmm. Jeez, I think I need to start like keeping an Excel sheet of all these ratings because I feel like they're wildly off base. Like, what else did I rate a six that I rated this a six? It wouldn't be like, that hard. Prob- you just have to like jump to the end of every episode, you know. And I need to do it. I need to because like we gotta know this feels a little wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm a little off here. Look, no one is holding us accountable. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Um, it would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will be a chicklet airing on October 21st, and we're going to be discussing the documentary Har Noir, which can be found on Shudder, and we referenced it a few times in today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Yeah. So you no got to listen now. No rules. <laughs> uh, Chick Flicks is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Groove Carlson for our music. Thanks for listening to Chick Flicks. Bye. <laughs> mm. That was me being uh, skexy.